So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite degenerates, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And as always, the Bert to my Ernie, I am joined by my <laughs> co-host, Chad Sowash. And our victim today, everyone, let's please give a warm round of applause. We have Amit Parmar. He's the CEO at Clickify, spelled like liquify with a C. Amit, welcome to the firing squad. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, glad to be here, Joel and Chad. Uh, been waiting for this. Uh, hopefully, I don't walk away with too many bruises. Jeez. No promises. I hope it lives up to your expectations. <laughs> hope it lives up to your expectations. Well, before we get into all the company stuff, give us a quick Twitter bio about what makes Amit tick. I grew up in India. Uh, Lots, lots of travel. So I, I love traveling, exploring different cultures outside of work. Flag football. So I've been coaching for the last seven years. Um, that's the NFL play 60 for those in America. And I, I will say I do like to uh, to read uh, articles, not books, <laughs> like short form articles. Yeah, a real intellectual, Chad. Real intellectual. Well, <laughs> tell, him, tell him what he's won today, Chad. Well, Amit, welcome to Firing Squad. It's actually the post-U.S. election edition. Uh, at the sound of the bell, you're going to have two minutes to pitch Clickify. At the end of two minutes, we're going to hit you up with about 20 minutes of Q&A. Be sure to be concise or you're going to get hit with the crickets. And that is the signal for you to pull your shit together. At the end of Q&A, you're going to receive either a big applause... The polls are closed, the results are in, and it was a runaway win. Pack your bags and get ready for all that lobbyist money flowing into your bank account. Golf clap. You haven't won yet. Actually, it looks like you're going to a runoff. More shaking hands and kissing babies is necessary. Just make sure that you keep that concession speech handy. Or the firing squad. No time for a concession speech on this one. You'd better exit stage left because you're going to be run out of town on a rail. Are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) Let's go. All right. Pitch this baby in three, two... 
All right. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, Amit Parmar, co-founder and CEO of Clickify. Been in the HR and talent space for over 17 years in large enterprises. So what's Clickify? We're basically an employer branding platform that helps enterprises build, activate, and measure their employer brand to attract talent. What's the problem that we're solving? Well, Clickify was born out of a need that I had as a talent leader, along with my recruiting teams, uh, which was really, how do you attract talent through networks on social media channels? There's tons of tools out there that'll automate your content and stuff. And what we're finding, and we all know that candidates trust workplace content uh, about 3x more than any sponsored ad out there. So the problem that we had was, and my recruiters had around the world, was how do you easily create content? The marketing department simply were no help. They were too busy. The employer branding person was a team of one supporting hundreds or thousands of recruiters. Uh, any piece of workplace-related content took days to curate. Uh, and, and we lost. We used at least three different tools to elevate our employer brand. So, for example, we used to use uh, Adobe or and or Canva uh, earlier uh, as a, and, and a separate tool for, for capturing employee videos. And yet a third rule to a third tool to activate uh, employer brand content across the social channels. So this caused a lot of confusion uh, for my teams and friction with hiring leaders and employer employees and ultimately just hurted adoption. Uh, we, we simply weren't able to scale content. So with Clickify, what we created was an all in one platform that helps in a very easy way. You don't need to have a marketing degree for um, employers, uh, recruiters, hiring managers to create content activated across their employee base through social media channels. And ultimately, the most important thing, which is how do you measure how it's all performing? Uh, how are How is content resonating with candidates out there? Anybody can post content, uh, but really what we're driving is, is a big data play around what kind of content will get you the most engagement. So I'll wrap this pitch by saying, according to LinkedIn study done recently, marketing is the number one skill required of recruiters of the future. That's what we're helping build through Clickify through recruiters and hiring leaders around the world. I'd welcome the list about us, clickify.me. Thanks. All right, Amit. Thanks. Thanks for the pitch. Uh, pretty tight, pretty tight, pretty tight. Let's get to the name. That's what we always cover first. So Clickify with Q-U, clickify.com, which is spelled correctly, C-L-I-C-K, uh, is a is an Australian ad agency. But is that maybe is that really a word, though? Is Clickify really a word? Well, if you were to spell Clickify on a game show, you probably wouldn't use QU. <laughs> but uh, either way, just wondering if it's in the dictionary. Okay, talk about the Q, the QU. But but more importantly to me, you you own the .com with the QU, but you're promoting it as the .me. Help me understand that even more so than where you landed on Clickify with QU. Yeah, yeah. So the .me is really about how do you personalize your content, uh, everybody is moving towards personalization. So the dot me is really about a more personal touch to your content, which is what candidates are uh, in a favorable, favorable way reacting to these days, right? Uh, so that's the dot me. And the click is the, the CLIQ is it actually comes from, you know, forming clicks. And, and that's the whole networking element of what we're trying to drive. Ah, okay. All right. I, I can buy that, I guess. I can buy that, I guess. All right. Let's talk about money. You guys are founded in 19. Apparently are totally bootstrapped at this point. Who's funding this baby? Uh, is a seed round coming? Talk about the financial situation. Yeah, look, uh, we couldn't have launched at a better time. Um, you know, just a lot of need out there for companies to get efficient with, with how they're attracting talent and, and smart. 
uh, with how they're attracting talent uh, through scalability. Uh, we are we got a pre-seed round from uh, Ben Franklin Tech Ventures, which is uh, a Pennsylvania state fund. We're, we're actually based in Pennsylvania, uh, so we got 100k. Uh, that's that's you know gone a long way for us, along with revenue from operations. Uh, and we are raising a seed round of two million at the moment. Have you nailed down the two million, or you're shopping it for two million? Yeah, we're shopping it at the moment. Um, we've got a lead investor interested, but of course, it's uh, we're, we're going through some valuation discussions at the moment, and that's always going to be a discussion. Okay, so it's not it's not a firm it's not a firm two million at this point. Okay, I just wanted to clear that up. Correct. Yeah, we're we're actively raising it, um, and, and we we have a runway of about twenty four months at the moment, so we're not we're, we're not too worried yet. <laughs> well, then you have you have revenue then, which is a good thing. So talk about talk about revenue. What's MRR or ARR look like today? Yeah, uh, so we we launched our product in September of 2020. Uh, so literally, 20, 2022 is our second year in business. Mm-hmm. We broke even in our first year uh, on revenue, and currently our our ARR or MRR rather is around 25k um, MRR is is what we're at right now. Um, we're tracking some big logos or deals at the moment or clients that should move up our MRR to close to 35 to 40K. Okay, so you were the VP of talent at Unisys, global director of talent at Thermo Fisher Scientific, HR consultant at IBM. Why the hell did you even think about getting into the vendor space? I mean, you're not an old dude. Okay. You might have a little gray, but you're still not old. Okay. You got plenty of time, plenty of time to get your ass into a C-suite position. Why did you switch over to the dark side? Oh man. Um, you know, I, I'm a problem solver. Ultimately, you know, I, I saw white space. Uh, I had a $30 million budget in my previous job mm-hmm. and I would go to these HR tech events and, and just, just see all the massive amount of fragmentation that's happening in the HR tech space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and frankly, this this was an idea or a problem that uh, a lot, along with myself, a lot of my peers, my former peers, I guess, in the industry now struggled with. Um, and it's a huge opportunity that I wanted to just take a leap of faith and, and, and try this out. And, and so far, it's been it's been a great ride. OK. OK. So you actually told us what problem you're trying to solve. I was kind of confused. Are, are you actually creating content? Are you a conduit for distribution after somebody else creates it? What, what do you guys actually do? What do you perform on the platform? Yeah. So uh, we are able to create content on the platform. Uh, we do have a services engine where if a client needs our help, we can actually create branded templates right within our platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, we do have clients, if you're a large enterprise, nine, nine out of 10 times, they already have uh, a branding person who's creating the content on our platform. Uh, we're driving scalability. So there's a lot of controls, as you know, that need to be put in place, uh, with content. Uh, we're crowdsourcing it in one place. So we're basically a content management engine. And that's essentially what we want to be is the content engine that drives. Are you curating or creating? We're creating. Uh, we're okay. not curating. Yeah. So you're like an agency. Yeah. How are you creating? You you actually have like free agents doing this, or how are you creating? Yeah. So uh, we we have a service. We have designers, uh, not in house, uh, literally like contractors, just like Canva does, uh, where we're actually creating templates that are very specific to that company's you know vision statements, their benefits, mm-hmm. like basically everything that you end up that ends up on a career site that frankly never sees light of day. Uh, so we take a, a lot of that content and basically bring it back to the company and say, here are your assets that 
you know, they might have already created their EVP or their value prop statements and so on. Uh, so our, our go-to place is the career site initially to start to build that content. Okay. Okay. So, well, that being said, it, it sounds like you're a social amplification platform. Really, you, you did more distribution, better content. Um, so, took a look, and, and, and on LinkedIn, you guys have 728 followers. Facebook, 135 followers. On Insta, 82 with about 141 po- uh, 141 posts. And on Twitter, 30 followers with 100 posts. So... <laughs> Why are you not eating your own dog food? Uh, that's that's a great question. So we have uh, we've we've actually had content, and we want you know there are a lot of these automation tools out there. We believe you need to have a person creating the content to drive that one-on-one um, you know followership. Uh, it's a longer end road, and that's essentially what we tell our clients as well. It's not like your recruiter is going to start using Clickify and like, you know, a week later, they're going to get a thousand followers. That is not the business we're in, Chad. Mm. The business we're in is how do you slowly help build the quality talent and the followership uh, with amazing content that people want to resonate with? Um, You know, there are all these tools. I mean, you know this, Chad. I could go out there and buy followers. A lot of companies do that. For 200 bucks, I'll get a thousand followers. Right. That's not what we want to do. We want to actually have content that resonates with with people. Well, and that's all well and good. But if I'm throwing great content that's resonating with nobody because it's hitting nobody, shouldn't you also be the engine to drive following? Absolutely. You know, that that is that that is certainly uh, a case. But uh, we're not we're we're not we're not in the business of driving followership through the Clickify is followership, right? We're in the business of driving followership, Chad. When you use Clickify, we're basically telling you, we're enabling you to create followership. So when the end user interacts with the content, they have no idea whether it's Clickify. All they see, it's it's Chad's content. Does that make sense? I thought for sure he was going to give us the old, uh, it's always the cobbler's kids that have the worst <laughs> shoes because he's so busy fixing other people's <laughs> shoes. But he didn't, to his credit. Mm. He didn't He didn't bring mm. that one up. All right, admit it. You're a younger guy, a uh, little history from my perspective. I interviewed Jobvite 15 years ago, and their whole thing was like, we're going to put share buttons on jobs. We're going to give people the ability to, you know, Throw the jobs all around their social media. It's going to be huge. It's going to kill job boards. You won't need job boards anymore, et cetera. It turns out that people don't really like sharing jobs to randos in their network. I mean, if it's my family, why do they care about a you know a, an accounting job at my company? Like, it just didn't take off. And you rarely see. I mean, you still see share buttons on jobs occasionally. Why is this different? I get that it's more a little bit visual, a little more uh, billboardy. Convince me how this is different than job bite towning. Hey, we're putting share buttons on all the jobs and we're going to we're going to change the world. Yeah, great. Great question, Joel. So uh, the, the right off the bat, we're actually not about just sharing jobs. We're about telling stories about your culture. Right. So jobs just happens to be one little component of, of what can be shared and built uh, through Clickify. So it's what we're finding. Actually, we have data on this. We're finding that when candidates see other content like flex work benefits or, uh, say, uh, environmental responsibility that the company is driving, those are the types of assets that are actually driving more engagement than just, hey, I've got this job that I'm looking to share. 
and that's a big difference from like, we don't even compete with job boards, Joel, right? Nor the ATSs actually, because the ATSs are so focused on the job, which is super important. What we're here to do is actually tell a bigger story of what your company is about beyond just jobs. Okay. What's the call to action on, on these images? Like what's typically, is there a URL in the image? Are you just building brand? Talk about that. Yeah. So the URL is, is, uh, is hard coded as Clickify. So there's, that's the tracking mechanism that we do, uh, automatically. So the recruiters don't have to worry about it. Uh, it could be anything. Uh, if it's a if it's a post related to your benefits, maybe it's linking to your career site that has a benefit section in it. Uh, if it's a post related to your corporate social responsibility initiatives, maybe it's a video from your CEO talking about uh, on YouTube, right, or, or wherever Vimeo, talking about how they're protecting the environment. So the the beauty of what we've built is a super flexible tool where the the user can decide the CTA. Okay. How often do you refresh the content? Because obviously you can't just share the same image every week. How often are people refreshing these these images and also resizing? Because every different social media has different sizes. Talk about how you manage that. Yeah, great, great question. So we uh, the resizing our software automatically takes care of. So there's no there's no need to think about the resizing. That's that's something that is something we do on on the back end from a software standpoint. So if I want to share something about our DEI program, I'll get it in a Facebook size. I'll I'll see it in a Twitter size and and I'll share those each uh, accordingly. Like you just automatically make different sizes. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. All all the user has to do is which channels they want to publish it on. All right. So talk about the refresh then. Yeah. And then the refresh piece is is super important um, because you don't want content getting stale. And the way we handle that is through variety of content. So uh, we have about 10 different EVP categories or value prop categories. And before the the tool even goes live internally for an enterprise, uh, you're looking at at least a combination of about 800 plus assets that are already preloaded before the first user even accesses it, right? So there is a dearth of content already. Uh, and then we also allow so that the enterprises can allow uh, interchangeability for the user. So they can say, OK, within this card, I want my user to have the ability to change this piece of the content or that piece of the element, if you will, or the content. So we do allow that level of flexibility for the user to actually put their fingerprints on it. OK, so if I'm a recruiter, my network is probably people I went to school with, people in my local area, people that are also recruiters. But if I'm recruiting something that isn't any of those three, for example, what value do I get sharing something my company that isn't really connected to my network of people? Do I have to build a whole different network of uh, Ruby on Rails developers because that's what I'm recruiting for and hope for the best? It just seems like there could be a real disconnect between what my network is is in companies and what I'm trying to actually recruit for. Oh, uh, yeah. And that goes back to our earlier conversation with Chad around you know, we're in the business of this long-term followership based on the domain of that recruiter, meaning, uh, you know, today that recruiter might not have that followership, but that is the reason why uh, with Clickify, they're able to start to build that followership. So if I'm hiring Ruby Rails, you know, or developers or an AWS architect, uh, today I might have five followers, but the more content I start to share, and, and, you know, through my network or maybe the hiring manager's network, because this is not just for recruiters, Joel, uh, this is also available to hiring managers and employees. 
uh, you're starting to build that followership. And we're seeing that, um, you know, we're, we're, we've been in business now two years. We're actually seeing data where one of the recruiters had uh, about 1,500 followers when they first started. And now their followership makeup has completely changed to their domain. And they have about 3,500 now. Okay. So you kind of turned your nose up when I said, do you curate content? So it's, it's like, is there something wrong with curating content? Why don't you curate content? Uh, talk to me about that, Amit. Yeah. You know, um, uh, it's look, there's nothing wrong with curating content. Uh, a lot of companies do it. Um, we we're believers and in, in our DNA is, you when you build content like when a recruiter or hiring manager builds the content they own it like there's this whole like personal aspect to being involved in the in the in the sourcing or the attraction process um look we can go out there and and purchase i mean there are all kinds of tools to curate content we just we feel and we actually believe this uh, in our dna uh, at the core of who we are is enabling the recruiters and hiring managers to actually get involved in the recruiting process through content. Yeah, but can't you do both? I mean, because here's the problem that I see in our industry right now. We create too much fucking content. And here's the problem. We create content and then instead of planting the seed, watering the seed, allowing it to grow, going back to it, having more conversations around it, we go on to the next piece of content. We go into the next piece of content. It is total content bullshit, man. It is ridiculous. <laughs> so why, why don't we reuse the same content, parse it. I mean, it, it, there's just so many opportunities that we have to be able to use curated content, not to mention old content that we've created that is still relevant for today. That's right. No, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, there, it's not, it's not an and it's not an and uh, it's not an or proposition. It's an and proposition. But is it with Clickify though? Can, can you do that with Clickify? No, not at the moment, uh, Chad. Um, Maybe in the future, potentially, uh, if we see a need uh, from our clients that, hey, there's a need for us to start to curate content automatically for them. Uh, we can certainly explore that. But at the moment, Chad, we're, we're built to get recruiters and hiring managers engaged in the process early on. Okay. I can feel you on that one. So what's the process? I create content. You guys create content. How is it shared? Do I use my mobile phone? Is it SMS? Is it an app? How does, how does everything actually uh, get to the point of execution where I'm getting it out to our network? Yeah, because we have a build component, uh, we actually tried this on the phone, so mobile first. And you know, the feedback we got from users is it was too difficult to create content on the phone. Uh, so we're a desktop version only. Uh, at the moment, you can certainly access not creating, not creating content, but distributing content. So it, let's say, for instance, somebody within the actual um, the actual hub staffing humbers comes out with some great content that's relevant content. Can I actually receive that on my phone and share it out to my network? Yeah, you, you would get that in your phone through an email. Um, there is an app version we are, we are looking to build uh, in the near future here where, the, you know, people get notified of, of new content. But at the moment, it's through an email uh, notification that goes out to like a hiring manager, just, you know, from a recruiter that says, hey, I just posted this, you know, uh, let's say something about, you know, what you are as a leader. Right. Mm -hmm. Can you review it? And so they'll actually get a link in an email that will take them to Clickify to start to actually edit and build that content. 
video is becoming more and more prominent in social media. I don't have to mm. tell you that. Uh, GIFs or GIFs, however you pronounce it, are also it's becoming GIFs. GIF is prominent. peanut butter. Yeah, Gen, GIF is Gen X says GIFs. Yeah, GIF is peanut butter. Like that obviously creates a whole level of compl- you know, complexity to your product. Talk about video. Mm. Yeah, video is super critical to us. Uh, we're super excited uh, to to be launching it. We're actually just finalizing the finishing touches on it. Uh, what we have done with video. So I, uh, by the way, in my previous job, I actually had a video solution that I paid a, paid a pretty penny for. I paid $50,000 a year for it. Um, the biggest challenge I had was people just didn't want to submit videos. Right. <laughs> right. right? Uh, there, there's something about videos that um, and what we found was I think it was just ultimately how easy you make the process frictionless for people to just submit videos in, in the rawest form. And that's what we're building and have built is uh, a crowdsourcing video. So now clients and prospects will be able to uh, crowdsource video straight from Clickify uh, based on various assets. It's not just about the job, it's the culture attributes and all of those things. And the employee will just receive literally an email that says, hey, Amit has requested you create, you know, submit a video. And it'll be on your phone back to chat's point. So it's, it's very mobile friendly. All the employee has to do, and they'll get those key questions that are that the admin has asked for the employee to to provide, and they'll just record it on their mobile device um, and submit it. My job as an employee is done. The raw footage on the receiving side, uh, you'll be able to, as an admin or a creator within the platform, you'll be able to take hundreds of footages and figure out what makes the most sense for you to actually curate within Clickify uh, to be able to then share it outwards with your employee base to then share it with their networks. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. So these are actual employees that you're targeting to create content as opposed to like, say, stock footage of videos or, or GIFs, which is sort of different than how it currently works, where you guys are making the images and they're easily sharing. There's a lot more complexity with the video portion of the of the program. Who is your who is your normal client? Is this an SMB thing? Because I, I tend to think of this kind of stuff being very big company, we have an agency do this, like they're the ones that's, that handles this. Is this a small, mid-sized business play in terms of customer? Yeah. Um, you know, ironically, that's how we started when we launched. It was, was our target market was the SMBs, but 
we're starting to, I mean, 90% of our accounts right now are large global enterprises. Um, and, and I think the reason for that is... Do they have agencies? Yeah, they do, which is very interesting. They use this alongside the agency. The agency is yeah. not managing this for them. No, they're, the agency is okay. not managing it for them. Um, mm. Maybe in the future that that's a possibility. But what we're finding is there's a, there's this this gap or this need for people to scale this content in a controlled way, uh, and and that's what that's the sweet spot uh, that we're providing. So the bigger the organization, the bigger this problem is for you, um, and that's what we're seeing right now. Now, having said that, we do have a, a mid market play uh, where you know uh, companies you know that can't afford an agency, companies people have never heard of, but they're amazing places to work for. Uh, there's a whole market there that we haven't even tapped into, Joel, at the moment, just because of, of where we are in terms of our scalability. Talk to me about uh, automation. Any plans of the future to say, hey, you won't have to manually go in and share these things. We're going to we're going to integrate into your account every week, every Wednesday at three or whatever time you set it. We're going to we're going to share this stuff without you manually doing it. Is that something in the in the roadmap, or is that something you don't want to touch? So uh, it is it is something we have discussed internally and with our existing clients. And uh, generally speaking, about sixty percent of our clients we spoke with, they actually prefer that you know they want to be able to touch and feel the content. Um, so you know we'll we'll continue to monitor the automation component, Joel. Uh, but we're not sold yet that that is the answer to attracting talent boosting posts or advertising is there an element of that either currently or in the works yeah so we actually have a we have a relationship with panda logic uh if a client is interested in in taking our content and, and doing sponsored ads with that content they have the ability to do that through panda logic and that's advertising on facebook and instagram not job boards or well panda logic is uh is job boards uh, specific joel um and so there's a whole social media element to that, uh, that they're not yet able to sponsor. If they wanted to take that content, it's their content, like our client's content. They're welcome to do that directly with LinkedIn and so on. Joel, this sounds expensive. So expensive. And the pricing isn't on their pricing page. So I'm, I'm scared to know how much this is. I got to know. Yes. If you can't put the pricing on the pricing page, I'm just not, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to ask, but I'm going to ask him it. How much would this cost me? Yeah. So, you know, as a buyer, uh, I'm very, very, you know, cognizant of the pricing, you know, the budget pressures that all of the HR leaders are under currently, and they will continue to be. Uh, the way we price is unlimited users, unlimited content. So it's like an unlimited data plan with your cell phone. We don't charge by the seat. Uh, and so the basis of our pricing is based on the size of your organization. So, and we cap it. So uh, if, if you're an organization uh, with a thousand employees and hiring on an annual basis, let's say 500 employees, uh, it'll, this product will cost you $10,000 a year, right? Uh, if you're an organization that is, uh, you know, 50,000 employees and, and hiring, you know, 8,000 people a year, this product is capped at $75,000 a year. That includes the video capability. So what we're doing, Joel and Chad, is we're basically consolidating all these point solutions that you have to me you know, measure your and manage your employer brand. Uh, we're basically consolidating it all and saying, you don't need, you don't need an Adobe anymore. You don't need a, a, a separate video solution anymore. You don't need a, a, a social engagement tool anymore. We're basically more play to try that. 
All right, I'll stop. I just I just heard the crickets. <laughs> Before we go too long, I, I don't I don't normally do this, but I'm on the fence. I want you to answer this question concisely for me. Talk about the numbers. You guys track results. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, so there, there's so many ways to cut your brand, right? Uh, your, your employer brand. We're seeing roughly 11x more candidate engagement than any sponsored ads that, that's out there with the same piece of content. Uh, we're seeing 11x more candidate engagement. Uh, we're basically driving costs down of, of ads. So you don't no longer need to spend on ads because you can get your employees involved in the recruiting process. We're driving the cost per click down about 3x at the moment. Okay. And what do you want to be when you grow up? We want to be the content engine, Joel. That's that's essentially who we are, is a content engine uh, that basically enables attraction right now of candidates. But there's a use, there's a whole use, you know, use case there around the marketing function. All right, Amit, you've had your time with the firing squad and it's time to face that firing squad. Are you ready? I am ready. So I'm going to go first. I always look historically at companies and, and Chad and I have part of the magic of our show is that we're old and we have context to like startups and what's come before and, and what hasn't. And sometimes it's just a bad idea. And sometimes time catches up with the idea, right? Mobile catches up or technology speed, video, you know, things kind of catch up to these ideas that are early. And I wanted to go into this hoping that, you know, maybe the social thing and the sharing thing, maybe the world is just cut up to that. And I also think about culture, originality, authenticity. And I think that today is really, really important in what we do. And companies that want to just out of the box build a brand with, you know, either stock photos or different fonts and we do different images. Like I like I get I get the value of images on social media and, and creating simplicity around that. The question for me is the world is changing so fast. What does this product actually mean? And and is it a product or is it a feature? And to me, social media is so fast moving. Video is so relevant to people, ages, different ages. You know, what what shares on LinkedIn isn't necessarily effective on what shares on Instagram. And I fear that people just think, I don't have to think about this. I just have to like share this thing everywhere. And it's sort of this mass post and pray mentality, fire at everybody and hope that, you know, 1% responds. So on one hand, I, I like the simplicity, but I also, you know, just having a Crello or Canva account and having somebody in marketing, like create these things every week, that's more custom to my brand, more about us actually taking pictures of who, who we are and as the company. To me, this is a shortcut to thinking and actually doing the work that has to go into building a brand. I think that the sharing can happen without the piece of it. I think the automation piece is a way that you should that you should focus on. I think the the boosting of posts is something that you should focus on. But for me, it's just it's just not enough to get me excited. I think there's a lot of work to do. I think the the seed round, hopefully you have some visions of some more sexy shit that'll get me excited. But for me as of right now, man. Oh no. It's not impersonal, but I just I can't get on board, man. I can't. Yeah, it's all good, man. Hey, I appreciate that, Joel. No worries. All right, maybe Chad. He Whoa. Chad's in Portugal drinking beer. He's got. He's got to be nicer than me. I'm. I'm chill, man. I, it's. It's you almost are, the end of are, the day. Yeah. Here. Chatty chill, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so let me tell you what I love. I love 25,000 MRR. You're about a third of the way there. You get to around a million, then people are going to care. They're going to want to look at prospectively buying you. 
right? Gets a 2 million, there's there's no question. I love the engagement numbers. Content is king. So you're, you're going down the, the right path. But on the chessboard of life, my friend, you want to be the queen. And to be the queen on the board, you need to start pulling in and blending brands like Forbes, right? Along with your current content, that adds validation for any stream of content. And everybody will understand that. Having a Joel Cheeseman blog right next to Forbes makes Forbes look so much better. Anyway, so yes, true. there's a need for content blending and validated names. Email for distribution. Come on, man. 2010 called and they want their process back. Email <laughs> is not mobile friendly. It is not, quit telling yourself that text is mobile friendly. WhatsApp is mobile friendly. They're total, I mean, Facebook Messenger for goddamn sakes is mobile friendly, right? These are the areas that you need to go down. And mm -hmm. I can't say this enough. Do not have a page on your website that says pricing and does not give me pricing. That is the most clickbaity shit that drives me crazy. Put the pricing out there. And if it's too complex, then you have a problem with your pricing. Mm -hmm. right? Simplicity. Yeah, fair. Keep it simple, stupid. Okay. And finally, if you're going to focus on content, you need to be the shining example for content. And I, I believe that you, you have the heart, you have the soul, you have the idea, but I believe it's a feature at this point, not a platform. Work those relationships with core talent management platforms, get tight in there with integrations, get that ARR around two to, or one to two million. And I think you're going to find a quick exit because content creation is not easy. I agree. Clickify is pretty damn cool, but uh, keep the concession speech handy because it's a golf clap for me. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> no worries guys. Hey, look, I enjoyed the conversation. I, uh, of course, uh, as, as we always do, we always learn from these conversations and, and we'll take so. We'll take it from there. Right? So. Take it for what it's worth, man. It's nothing personal. I hope you come back in a few years and tell me to stick it up my ass because uh, <laughs> you just you just sold for $100 million. Or, or maybe you took some of those changes, you implemented those changes, and, we'll and you took off like a fucking rocket ship. You're welcome. Yeah, and, and you know right. what? I'm optimistic, so it's going to happen. I love you guys. Regardless, uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in, in person uh, at the next event somewhere. All right. We appreciate that. For our listeners that want to know more about Clickify, Matt, where do you send them? Clickify.me. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, 
thought leaders and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.